Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. The year was 2018. It was time again for the National Association of Black Journalists Convention and Career Fair. I'd been several years over the course of my lifetime. As you recall, I joined NABJ when I was 18 years old while still at the campus of Texas Christian University. Well, company had always paid my way to go to NABJ. This year would be no exception. However, I took vacation time. If you've read my book, No Thanks, Seven Ways to Say I'll Just Include Myself, you may know of a scenario that happened to me while I was at the big company. I did receive an invitation to not just speak. I I did do a keynote in the innovation bubble at NABJ, but I also was asked to moderate the opening technology plenary at NABJ alongside Lindsay Davis. Well, since things were getting sticky at the workplace, I decided for the first time to pay for the convention in my attendance out of my own pocket because I was getting questioned about speaking at this event. Now that's odd because Being a member of NABJ since the age of 18, this is personal. It's like my pastor asking me to speak in church. It was going to happen. But I needed to make it clear that it had nothing to do with my work. And that is not why they asked me to come. They actually asked me because of me. (laughs) I was betting on my own brand and have been, and they were betting on my brand too. So while I was there, however... I did do some work on behalf of the brand that I was working for. Out of the kindness of my heart, I took media briefings during a certain time that I was there. And I had my agency reach out to certain folks in the media just to build relationships so that I could have some coffees and and just break time with key people in the media that could benefit my company. One of those people was Stephanie Humphrey. At the time, Stephanie was a contributor for the Today Show as a technology and lifestyle editor. Fast forward to today, and she's doing the exact same thing, only on a more consistent basis for Good Morning America in their third hour. They call it GMA3. That's right, the one with Michael Strahan and a couple of other hosts. Stephanie goes by the handle Tech Life Steph online on social. She carved out a niche for young people and even their parents to warn them about the wiles of social media, whether it be saying something stupid online and getting the repercussions or even having a digital footprint that's not conducive for recruiters. She also has shared with them 
how to build their brands very early in their careers. But as you know, this type of information isn't just relevant for the young folks. There are some adults who need lessons on social media. You can use it to get found or you can use it to get found out. I'll let Stephanie tell you the rest of the story of how she moved from Lockheed Martin into entrepreneurship. And now she's a speaker and an author, as well as a creator. Let's get it. Everybody, I'm so excited because I have one of my NABJ sisters with me. Her name is Stephanie Humphrey, and she is Tech Steph. You can see her on ABC in the mornings. Straight as Sarah Kiki, which became GMA3 at night. Good morning, America, too. You have been on a rocket, Stephanie. I'm so proud of you. And we Thank have you. stayed connected by LinkedIn. I see your videos. They're so helpful. And you've been helping people out since 2012. Everybody say hello to Stephanie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, Stephanie, we want to get into it, but there is something that caught my eye online that you do, and it's Till Death Do You Tweet. You've been doing this for some time. Can you tell us what that is? So Till Death Do You Tweet is a workshop for students, parents, or professionals that helps them become better digital citizens through responsible social media use. I mean, you know, it is, it's insane to think that in 2021, we still have people doing these things on social media that get them fired, that get their scholarships revoked, that get them arrested, you know, all of these different things. And also that, that cause suicides and and other forms of, of that type of harm as well. So, um, till death do you tweet seeks to mitigate as much of those things as possible by helping people understand the consequences of their online behavior and how all of that folds into their personal brand. Yeah. And you know, my show is where tech business and culture collide. So mm-hmm. we have seen a lot of people losing jobs lately. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you just, I hate to laugh, but. The latest uh, is with Kellyanne Conway and her daughter and their little back and forth on social. But apparently she shared this topless photo of her daughter recently and like online like out for people allegedly, to see a- allegedly and allegedly accidentally okay but she's under investigation for that now wow because her daughter's what? a minor and it's like how this picture get out Woo! so it's it's it, it's it's real in these digital streets it's real <laughs> and before we get too deep in this hot soup because the soup is getting hot already <laughs> what do you think we have a culture soup moment stephanie yes let's do it Girl, look, <laughs> so much has been happening in 2020, 2021. We're not even a month in and we have seen all the drama until yes. death. Do you tweet? We've been, we've seen some deaths, some, some virtual deaths based on what people are tweeting. You know what? I want to talk about this DC riot terroristic thing that happened at our Capitol. And what yeah. amazed me so much, because it was all over the internet, and this is how the FBI is catching these folks. That's they right. They literally shared on social. 
They were streaming. There were people that were actually live streaming the coup, basically. And, you know, I tell you, people, people think of TikTok as this, um, you know, Gen Z platform. <laughs> no. But those those TikTok detectives, yes. <laughs> when I tell you they have been hunting people, they have been using yes. all of the, you know, information they can gather publicly on the internet. They, uh, the FBI needs to hire some of those TikTok yes. digital forensics, <laughs> uh, forensicists, because they have been doing the work. Yeah. Let me tell you of, you know, taking one snippet of, of a photograph or a video and then being able to find that person's job, their home address, their school, you know, their supervisor. Yeah. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. What, internet is capable of. Well, and it's interesting too, because you mentioned TikTok. I love TikTok. I think TikTok, TikTok. I know people are all hooked on Clubhouse right now, but TikTok is the innovation. Okay. It's just beautiful to see people create. Now, watching them cross pollinate data that they find on Twitter, the the, the intersection of TikTok and Twitter are so amazing to me, but you're right. I I read and I also heard on the news that the FBI's job has been a little easier because they can identify people so well on social and you have people that are like, see, there they are. This is the one. There they go. Yep. And then here's, and matter of fact, here's where they work and here's this and here's that and here's that. It's, it's so crazy. It's funny when, um, Last summer, when all the George Floyd protests were happening, um, I'm here in Philadelphia. There was a woman who, um, I I think she threw a rock at a police car or something Mm -hmm. to that effect. And um, I use her example as a case study in my presentation now because they were able to, uh, based on a photograph alone, they saw her T-shirt. They used Etsy wow. to find who <laughs> sold that T-shirt. Etsy. They saw they were able to see a tattoo on her arm, Ooh. and between the they, they could they could identify the tattoo. So they were able somehow to track down where she worked, and they saw a picture on on her job's website of wow. her arm in a shot because she was like a massage therapist, and they saw the tattoo. Like the things that they were able to piece together yeah. to yeah. find and arrest this woman were just astounding to me. It's it's amazing, and you know, um, I go back to when the Black Lives Matter movement just cranked up on Twitter with the hashtags for Trayvon Martin and some others. And it used to be that they would say, "Black Twitter will drag you," and yeah, we'll we'll do that. But you're right. Gen Z has just take, taken this Hector Protector, you know, <laughs> Inspector Gadget thing. <laughs> it, it's it's interesting, though, because, you know, you, you balance that with, with the whole idea of cancel culture. Yeah. And it, it's tough because you want to be able to, you know, use the tools at your disposal to do these kinds of things and, and, and get these folks, you know, off the streets. But then one little slip up yeah. and and that could be it for you know uh, a perfectly law abiding citizen who who just made a mistake so yeah. you know that's what i try to do i try to help people understand that it's a it's a very very fine line that we are all walking yeah. because you know there there before the grace of god go <laughs> any of us if you could dig back far enough into you know your your archive and and find something so right. it's it's uh it's well a, you know it is it's a fine line and it's a dance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially for people who are very active online. That's um, right. Those that aren't active, I, you know, it's interesting because it's the flip side of the coin. As much as it could do damage to your career, 
it could do so much greatness for your career. So, so many true. people are sort of afraid to be found. And, you know, as a leadership coach, this is one of the things I try to help shift people's mindsets around yeah. to get them to at least have a digital footprint. And that's where you spend your time talking. That's it. That's it. Because, you know, that's the other side of the coin. It's like if you have a career at all right now or you or you're trying to grow it or you have a business, you can't afford not to have a digital footprint because that's the social proof that people look to to validate who you are and your existence and what you say you're good at. So, you know, you you have to maintain that, uh, but you got to do it right. Yeah, you do it right. You got to be careful. So let's talk about Till Death Do You Tweet and how it ramps into your book. <laughs> but it started as workshops, right? It did. It did. It was. It started way, way back when. It was a different name. It was a different time. You know, uh, I was an engineer formerly for Lockheed Martin, and um, you know, for anybody that that doesn't know, Lockheed's a government and defense contractor. Yeah. And the work I did was top secret. So I just wasn't at liberty to discuss any of it, you know, beyond saying, you know, performance analysis and requirements verification. That was pretty <laughs> much all you got out of me. Um, but I had a lot of friends who were educators that would invite me to their uh, career days at their schools. And I'm like, well, I mean, I can't really tell the kids what I do. And I, you know, I can talk about, you know, what you need to have to be an engineer and things like that. But, you know, my, my job itself is not super, super exciting and engaging because mm -hmm. I can't talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I started talking about social media because that's where they were. Yeah. You know, you wanted to meet them where they live and, and, you know, it was just something that would get them interested and, and, and get them engaged. And as I sort of grew it and developed it right around 2012, I had already left my job, but, you know, right at that time, there was a point in, in social media's sort of life cycle where the the suicides from cyberbullying had yeah. spiked mm -hmm. during that time. And I mean, kids were really just in distress <laughs> around mm -hmm. the type of information that was being posted. So, you know, it sort of became more uh, than just a, a fun way to talk about career day. To me, it, it really became a passion of mine because I'm like, kids are dying out here and yeah. nobody's doing anything. Nobody's saying anything. You know, adults seem to, you know, tense up and, and get intimidated and, and sort of bury their heads in the sand, you know? So I was like, somebody has to do something because yeah. these kids, these kids, these kids are dying. So, you know, put a little bit more structure around what I did, gave it a name, gave it a logo, um, and really started getting out there and, and, and getting in these schools so I could hopefully affect a positive change. That's awesome. So used to be an engineer, Mm -hmm. um, at Lockheed Martin, I understand coming from the fortune 500, I have the same kind of story. And now <laughs> you're a full on entrepreneur. Isn't that right? Yeah. And tell us what all you do. It's not a, it's not a life I think I would have chosen for myself. Um, but it, it shows me, you know, I just, I just be obedient to what God tells me to do yes. and, and, and he's been working it out for me. Yes. Yes. See, people don't understand that entrepreneurship is a faith walk as much Ooh. as you plan. And as much as you put all of the stones in place, you better be calling on a higher power. 
Listen, <laughs> or you'll go crazy. You will go absolutely crazy because it is, it's so varied. And, 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 you know, like you said, you, you, you have your goals and your five-year plan and your vision board and all that other stuff. And, and the next day it could be a completely different situation for you. So totally. um, it, it's fun though. I, I love it. I love being able to help people, especially, yeah. you know, to understand technology and, and, um, and, and, and incorporate that part of my background and my education into what I'm doing now. Right. So many people want to do what you do, what I do, you know, speaker, author, um, SME on television, all of these yes. good things. What's, what, what has been the secret sauce to your sustainability? Besides faith, because we've got to call on God. Well, that, yeah, that, that, that's the first thing. But I think the the foundation that I built this all on, I think, you know, in today's culture, you know, you want it fast, you want it now. Everybody wants to go viral. Everybody wants to get a million followers and be an influencer. And that's great. And, and it happens for a very, 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 very small percentage of people, most of whom don't look like us. Right. Um, so, you know, for, for the rest of us, for the other 99.9%, I think you really have to build something. You know, I've been doing this since 2007, Yeah, you know, and so it's not, I'm not an overnight success. I started very small when I finally sort of, you, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in a, in a lot of different areas of the media, just getting my chops around storytelling and news gathering and just being in front of a camera at all and, mm-hmm. and learning how to speak and sound bites and all that good stuff. But then once I decided to pivot and start, you know, my tech career, like I had to start over almost, yeah. you know? And so I started blogging. I, yeah. started, I had my own little blog, like everybody else had their own little blogs and, and just writing so that people could see that I could write. Yeah. And then you use that to parlay into bigger writing assignments. Yes. So I was the, I was the tech writer for the root.com. I wrote for Ebony, Ebony magazine, yes. black enterprise, the Grio. Like I wrote for all those platforms. And then once you sort of get that base, now you pitch the networks. Hey, I'm the tech writer for Ebony. I'd right. like to come talk about the new iPhone. So, you know, you, you start with your local market and, and then you build, you build. It's a very iterative process. Yes. And, and you build on the successes of the past, but, but you, you, you do the work, you continue to do the work and, and you, you let the the thing prior inform the the next thing. I think that's so, what a lot of people miss. There are two things that you've done, and 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 one of the things you you iterated so well. One is that you've had a solid platform when it comes to the one problem you solve. Very crystal clear about that. Yep. That is your brand. That is your value proposition. And if you can't articulate it in one sentence, how do you expect people to understand it? That's so that's right. one. That's the one thing that you've done absolutely great and you've been consistent about it. The other thing that you named that people forget in this digital age is the power of traditional media and how that credibility that comes along with the title that you have. And this is what happened for me, contributor for Black Enterprise. Mm -hmm. Besides the fact that I was working for some massive, incredible brand, that helped too. But when you're on your own, and you don't have that globe to lean on, what do you stand on? 
That's right. And that was where I, and, and it was a humbling experience for me, to be perfectly honest, because I had been, you know, again, doing a little stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. But when I said, you know, I'm going to I'm going to shift into tech, it was like, OK, so I've, I've been on TV. I've been doing these things. And I also have two engineering degrees. Like, yeah. let's not get it twisted. <laughs> but nobody cared. No, you know, that helped. To, to, you know, when people say, well, what makes you a tech expert? And I can just, you know, hit them with the big joker yeah. and say, oh, the two engineering degrees. But it didn't really, uh, you know, I, nobody beat a path to my door because of that. Yeah. You know, I was only able to get on air as a tech expert after I was a tech writer yeah. for a publication that people recognized. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, all those credentials were cute and, <laughs> and, and they help and they definitely inform what I do. But, you know, you got to put in the work and, and a variety of different things. And like you said, you don't discount traditional media because people still lend a lot of authority and validity to that type of thing. So, yeah. yeah. And you know, the other myth that I like to bust because, you know, I come from a long background of strategic comms and PR that yep. just because I came from PR that I just could parlay these, these media opportunities. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. First of all, I hired a guy to do that. But second of all, that's not what they were looking for. They were looking for the receipts. Right. They were looking you gotta for the receipts. You got to have the receipts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. So, so look, let's talk about your book and it's yeah. called don't let your digital footprint kick you in the butt. Kick you in the butt. So it is an extension of till death do you tweet because yeah. what I had been finding um, anytime I would go into these schools and, and talk to the kids, you know, the principal would come up or a teacher would come up and say, do you have anything that we could keep, you know, to keep the conversation going like a, 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 a pamphlet or a one sheet or a, or a book, <laughs> a book. And, and, I, and I never had. And then I'm like, Oh my God, number one, I'm leaving money on the table. Yes. And number two, you know, I, I, there should be a thing that the kids can keep with them and refer to, you know, over and over again and, and be able to use as a guide because I'm there for an hour and then I'm gone. And granted, you know, I, I think that what I do is impactful enough and I get enough um, correspondence from students years later. Yeah. Till I actually just posted a tweet um, last week sometime. A, a guy DM'd me um, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And he's like, you came to my school like three years ago and I just want to let you know what I'm doing now and, and your inspiration. Da, da, da. So it definitely makes its impact. But how much more impactful could I be if I could leave them with this tool and this guide to help them, you know, remember the lessons and continue the messaging? So the book kind of picks up where Till Death You Tweet leaves off. There are exercises in there that they can do. We get really into that LinkedIn conversation mm-hmm. because, you know, in high school, you need to start building that digital yes. in, a, in a positive way. And LinkedIn's a great way to do it. So there's a whole section on how to get your, your profile set up and all that stuff. And, and we're still talking about those same themes of, of, of good and bad consequences to mm-hmm. your digital behavior of cyberbullying, of sexting, of all of those things. But now they have it in their hands um, and they can refer to it as, as much as they need to. So let's talk to the authors and aspiring authors that are out there because there's something else that is embedded in what you're saying here that I feel is very important. Yes, it's great to write a book. And in some cases, it's instant credibility. But what I'm hearing is this is step change. 
This is something that you have started back in 2007, establishing mm-hmm. the one thing that you saw, right? And you've done workshops and you've been speaking and you've had that incredible career and you've got those two engineering degrees and now you're in media and you've written for media. And speak to the importance of building your credibility and your reach and the benefit to doing that before hurling a book into the environment. Oh, my goodness. If I had a dollar for, for everybody that's an expert now, you know, yeah. it, it's like, you know, there there are a couple ways to get there. I mean, if you have a Ph.D., you're an expert. You you did that work. So you get to come out the gate claiming that, yeah. you know, re- regardless. But for the rest of us, it's it. the only thing you have that that builds that is time. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing that does it. Yeah. There there could be uh, it, it, like I said, I had two engineering degrees already and it didn't matter because no nobody really cared. And, and they were like, I mean, so what have you done for me lately? Well, and you know what? I have to add this in. Even if you have a Ph.D., you have to sell that book. You have to sell that book. And a Ph.D. won't sell the book. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So it's just really you only have time to to to, uh, you know, grow and establish. And 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 that's what it takes. And, and nobody wants to to take that time anymore. It seems like everybody wants to sort of say. And, and the other thing is that just because you did it doesn't make you an expert at it necessarily. Right. You know, because there's the a past, whole lot of that going on, man. I'm like, OK, you grew a six figure business, but the path you took to get there may not necessarily be the path that's going to work for anybody else because they're so varied and disparate and everybody's going to do some different things. And yes, there are, there are key tips and takeaways from everybody's journey that can be helpful to somebody else, but that doesn't automatically qualify you to write a book and throw it out there. So it's just, yeah, it's just like you have to you have to consist you have to be consistently yes. doing the work over and over and over again before I think you you can say that you're ready to to put yourself out there in that way. I can always tell the hustlers from the planners <laughs> because what what you just described is so true. Once they're successful in a place, you know, and God bless them. You did that. Absolutely. Okay, I'm you did hating. that, right? I'm not hating. Yeah. Then they start selling workshops and webinars on and you can do it too and exactly. I want to say wait whoa Nelly first of all you know what I call it I call it selling the game yes and and, I, and you can see it a mile you can spot it a mile away but unfortunately there is a there is a very specific formula that goes along with that with the funnels and all the rest of that stuff and and unfortunately people fall for it every yeah. time and that's why people keep doing it yeah but yeah you sell they, the game and you start to see them dabbling in areas that are outside of their realm. Yes. And that's when I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I go back to this. You have not established your one thing because if you establish your one thing, you've already established the boundaries and there's certain places you will not go. Now it's that's one right. thing to have your one thing in your value proposition, but your value proposition also says how you do it. That's right. So for me, I'm a communicator. I do it through speaking, writing and coaching. Period. That, that, right. Put that T on the end there. Period. Right. <laughs> and I see other people that are great at one area, but then they start, you know, suddenly I'm a coach. And then tomorrow I'm, uh, 
you know, and then the next day I'm, and there's nothing wrong with having, you know, multiple That's not the interests point. <laughs> and being, and even being talented yes. in different things. We all have a, a bevy, God bless us all with a whole yes. bunch of stuff. But you, you know, you can't be a jack of all trades. And, and I think people, you know, they, they find that one entry point um, and then think they are just going to blow the door open and, and do it all. And, and it's like, yeah. you're doing too much at this point. You, you got to know? know your why. And yeah. it can't yes. just be, let yeah. me see how many different ways I can monetize my audience because yes. people will figure it out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And the backlash will be swift. Yes. It will be swift. So yeah. what's, what's coming up for you, Stephanie? So I am, uh, I, I don't know how much I can say, okay. um, but there, but there, there may be a podcast. All right. Um, uh, we'll see, uh, or, or some other sort of streaming, yeah. uh, uh, platform type content thing. Uh, definitely more content. Um, I'm hoping to expand the 60 second tech break to at least three days a week, if not mm -hmm. daily. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just more speaking engagements, more TV, more, more of everything. Awesome. And so when do we see you next on GMA three, or is that just when they call? That's kind of when they call, yeah. when I pitch, when they call. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just the, like I said, I'm, I'm on standby to, to jump in there whenever they need me. Yeah. I've been doing some of that with a local NBC affiliate. It's been going pretty well. That's awesome. a lot of fun. That's yeah. Awesome. But you know what, Stephanie, I really appreciate you. Where can people find you online on social? They can find me all around the web at Tech Life Steph because that's, you know, brand consistency. So, you know, on every social platform at Tech Life Steph. And my website is tilldeathdotweet.com. And where can they get the book? They can get the book on Amazon. Good. Available. Don't let your digital footprint kick you in the butt. Awesome. And folks, please don't. <laughs> I don't want to be talking about you during the culture soup moment, okay? I know, I know. <laughs> Stephanie, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for having me. This was a wonderful conversation. And listen, if you don't mind, I'd love to have you come on again at some point and maybe do some tech. Listen, Talk to us about some gadgets. It. Anytime. Awesome, awesome. What an awesome conversation with Steph Life tech you can find her anywhere online with that handle stephanie humphrey thanks so much for coming on stephanie we enjoyed you so much and y'all be careful out there in those social media streets if you haven't yet picked up no thanks seven ways to say i'll just include myself we have a special going on if you go to lmichellesmith.com slash no thanks you can pick up the ebook for $9.99 and get all three of our virtual Zoom backgrounds for free. You can download them right when you download the ebook. Find us online at theculturesoup.com, on Instagram and Twitter at theculturesoup, and on Facebook at the Culture Soup Podcast. Until next week. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Size Communication, LLC. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.